Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and beautiful Sunday evening. And trust everybody's had a good day today. And I uh, uh, hope you got your nap in. I know I got mine. I'll tell you what, uh, Brandy and I have been uh, 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 killing ourselves trying to get uh, a lot of stuff done. And uh, between that and uh, church duties, and uh, it's been uh, been a rough week. And I tell you what, we are both exhausted and wore out so i tell you what that uh, nap was uh, felt really good this morning and i uh that's all i could do to get up i did not want to get up at all i could have laid in that bed all day long in fact maybe that's what i should have done i should have done my live broadcast tonight live from my bedroom i could have just laid right there i wouldn't even have to get up and i could have just you know uh, preached the word right there in bed i think that would have been fun but then again, y'all might have made fun of my negligee, so I figured it better be best not to do that. So, of course, I'm I'm joking, I'm kidding. I I, uh, I have a very pretty negligee. But anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I'm a sick sick individual. Please pray for me. Yes, I know. But anyway, I uh, if you got your Bibles handy, uh, we're gonna look at First Peter chapter four, verses twelve through thirteen. <clears throat> Excuse me, and. Um, uh, if you, uh, of course, I always provide the, the slides so you can read along in case you don't have a Bible uh, readily available. Uh, but if you do have your Bible, iPhone, iPad, Android device, whatever it is you use, we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. So if you have any prayer concerns while I'm reading this opening passage, uh, please feel free to put those, for those on social media, uh, put those on uh, um, the comment section there, and I'll be happy to address those uh, as soon as I can. I know those on um, our website have uh, said they've tried to make uh, uh, various comments or, or tried to put on there, but it's been disabled, and uh, that's largely due in part due to um, old Dr. Young. Uh, apparently someone was carrying on a conversation uh, during service one time and he was uh, not able to make it to church and so he had them to disable it so you can mark all cards and letters and complaints and file those to Dr. Young and uh, well he will file them under the letter T so just uh, for uh, so that you know but um, if you um, uh, <laughs> my dad sent me a vomiting emoji so I am um, it makes me feel so good all right, let's go ahead and let's read our uh, opening scripture here. And bring this up here where everybody can read along. All right, it says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. All right, and as me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. I just get tickled because he, he said he wished he had a dollar for every time he's ever said that. And I say he'd be a very wealthy man after all these years of service. So, uh, but I swear to goodness, I've got to get him a t-shirt made with that said. So, but uh, somebody else said, uh, well, he always says, uh, and all of God's children said amen, so that's probably another one I need to get done. So, All right, uh, prayer request. Uh, thankfully, I remembered um, to grab the prayer request sheets uh, from uh, the pulpit this morning, and I appreciate uh, uh, Juanita White uh, for reminding me last week. All right, I think, yeah, this is all, all today. This is one double check. 
All right, prayer requests, Kim Penix, and uh, good pra uh, praise report on her. I know she had a video on uh, on social media where she was ringing the bell for her last uh, chemo treatment, and that, that was uh, really hard touch. It really was. But uh, Jane Kitchings, Verda Campbell, Nancy Alarkey, uh, Carolyn Morris, Johnny and Nova, Chuck Richardson, Tracy Kent, Vicky Telefero. Ralph and Linda, Wendy Lee, Glenn Johnson, P.T. Glover, P.T.'s mom, Ron and Thelma, Terry Laws, Chris Wilson and family, Mike Bradley, uh, Joe Franklin, Jack Young, Murph, and, uh, okay, uh, let's see here, Jerry and Joanne, Homer Gardner, James Keller, uh, Darlena Miller, Dolores Taylor, uh, I'm not sure what that says, uh, somebody with last name of James testing for health issues, I don't keep making out that first name, uh, James and Amanda, uh, oh, okay, that's a happy anniversary, never mind, well, happy anniversary, James and Amanda, in case you're watching, uh, let's see, Samantha for Gary Kimbrough, Tim Docks, Sophia Hurst, parents, Megan and Gabe, she's two and having surgery tomorrow. Oh, and it reminds me, um, I got a message. I'm gonna tell Dad, and uh, uh, didn't get a chance to, uh, but um, I got a message earlier. Miss Betty uh, had collapsed at a store earlier. It was non-responsive. They said that the time they got her to the hospital, she was able to communicate and uh, was seemed to be back to her old self and seemed to be fine. But said to keep her in prayer. So I don't know. Maybe she had a low sugar moment or something that's about what it sounded like something made with sugar or something but she said there she's doing fine now but i told him we would definitely be praying for her this evening uh ginger troy having all up her teeth pulled tomorrow uh philip friend from fall branch has coronavirus troy's uncle clay died, clay died last night um yeah i've been hearing a lot more people getting this uh, here lately uh COVID. uh mike kim dudley david lynn um, Job Prospect, Our Nation, and Several Unspoken, Brenda Malone, Steve Constable, Willie for Nathan Unspoken, Michael Safe Return, Richard Haynes, Joe Franklin, Levi Haynes Unspoken, Mamie Unspoken, Doug and Chuck P and PK, Nancy Larky, Tony Peters Unspoken, Fran, my Aunt Frida, lost her husband last week well, i'm sorry to hear that uh, three months ago lost her son that's terrible really is uh she had ron and thelma and uh, nora and johnny and murph tony peters tammy deacons and my family wendy lee eddie and bonnie for amy and jonah and carter green betty whaley and family jack matheson family tom kellerman family kim Penix, our daughters uh, patients and at Chemo Center, in praise report, finish chemo on Monday. So, all righty. Well, there's a lot of prayer requests this evening, and uh, really was. But uh, uh, glad I was able to, to get those out there. Um, a friend of mine, I went to, um, did my doctoral studies with up in uh, Indiana. Him and his wife are uh, trying to, uh, uh, they're working on a, their ministry, and uh, they're trying to purchase a home. And I, I uh, told him that uh, his name's Mark Anderson, good man, and thank the world of. Hoping to bring him in one day to speak once this maybe when this virus thing uh, calms down. But um, uh, I told him we'd be lifting him up in prayer as well. So let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. 
Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and blessed day that you've given us. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And Lord, uh, I know there's a lot of prayer requests, uh, a lot of uh, concerns, a lot of people uh, dealing, facing surgeries and uh, uh, dealing with this COVID situation, uh, those who are dealing with uh, loss uh, of family members. Uh, and Lord, I just want to lift up uh, Miss Betty to you and that, uh, that you, Lord, you'll bring her to full and complete health that uh, she'll continue to be okay. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you be with my grandmother Mamie and her prayer concern. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you'll be with our nation uh, with everything that's going on, that you'll bring peace and uh, healing on our land. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Ron and Thelma and uh, that you'll bring healing upon them and that you're thankful for Kim Penix having her last treatment and she'll continue to heal and do well. I pray that you be with Wendy Lee and uh, pray that uh, you'll be with Mr. Murph and uh, all the prayer requests, all the prayer concerns, Lord, I just pray that your will be done in each and every situation, Lord Jesus. And Lord, let us submit to you. Let us be humble before you. And Lord, uh, no matter the outcome, Lord, we know that you're sovereign and that you're in control. Let us trust in that. And Lord, uh, let us serve you well each and every day. And Lord, we thank you. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Uh, well, for those on social media, you already know, and uh, those on the website, uh, that's one thing I forgot to remind uh, Dad in the announcements this morning. Uh, the new devotional, uh, live uh, devotional I do each morning has been moved up to 6.15 a.m. Uh, just because uh, where Bandy has returned back uh, to work. It was just uh, too much chaos going on for me to try to do it at 7.15 and her to do what she needed to do to get out the door. And it was just... Uh, uh, creating problems there, so uh, I told her well, I'll just do it a little bit earlier, which is in and, and uh, really it's it's really better. That's really what I was doing before this whole COVID uh, deal. Anyway, I was doing it about that time uh, before that. So uh, uh, so if you was looking for that for, uh, by any chance, then that way you you know what's going on. Uh, and now oh, also at the VA, they're wanting uh, cards and letters. Uh, there's a lot of patients over there that uh, they need that encouragement. And I I will tell you something. Uh, when I had that stomach surgery, uh, I was I was scared. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was scared. I was nervous. I praise God for the support of uh, my family, my dad, my mom, my wife, and uh, uh, and but you know I tell you what, it meant so much to me uh, of the outpouring of so many from the church who made an effort and a point to come and see me. Uh, during that time and that, that really lifted my spirits and it meant a lot to me and so you know a lot of these individuals they don't have that there they don't have that uh, that, 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 that that church family or they may not have uh, close relatives uh, like I do and uh, and they may be there all alone and I'm telling you something just like a little card like it can make a huge huge difference and Lee uh, Graybill uh, she sent this to me this week and I told her I would definitely an announcement uh, it says we invite you to submit get well and thinking of you cars to all of our inpatients we are still under visitor restrictions and our pa patients are missing that personal connection if you would like to submit the cards for veterans on a specific ward please indicate the location on the card we have patients on E2 ICU COVID unit D1 med surge units C1 C2 and the CLC all cars should be turned into voluntary services 135 and they will coordinate the delivery so my friends please uh, if you can if you can just take a few minutes I won't try to make it a point to uh, uh, have Brandy uh, run to Wally World uh, should I get her to to do my uh, bidding since I, I don't like to get out any more than I have to but uh, I may get her to get us some cards and 
get those out because I'm telling you, that can make a, a world difference. And i tell you what, you know, there's a lot of people out there who um, uh, always say, well, I wish there's a way I can minister. Uh, I wish I knew how to uh, uh, tell somebody else about the Lord. Man, right <laughs> I mean, it's like the Lord saying, here, you know, so, you know, you, uh, you've got a golden opportunity right now to encourage somebody to minister, to witness, and share Jesus Christ now uh, more than ever. So I don't want to hear no more, well, I wish I could do, well, right there you go, brother or sister, you got it. So do it to it, man, and, uh, and get out there and help somebody else that might, might need that friendly encouragement today. All right, my friends, we're going to uh, um, continue our study in Hebrews, and tonight we're going to look at specifically at Hebrews 11, 17, uh, and through 19. So if you have your Bibles handy, be sure to get those out. And if you don't, then we will, uh, of course, I always bring up the, um, the little slide here so that you can read along. So let me bring that up here just one quick second. Okay, well, hold on, dropping everything here. Give me this second here. Okay, it says Abraham's faith was full, but uh, here we go. Hebrews 11, 17 through 19 says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. All right. Now, let me go ahead and get us back over here. I apologize for my clumsiness and uh, delay there. I, <laughs> I've got a little area about this big that I've got laptop, monitor i've got ipad i'm trying to squeeze my bible on here and so i've got just this little space and so i apologize uh, everything's going everywhere on me right as i get ready to to do something i know it's the old devil just trying to cause distractions so i apologize but uh let's go ahead and have a quick another quick word of prayer and uh, we'll dive into god's word here uh dear father lord again we just come before you and praise your holy name uh lord thank you uh for this opportunity to spread the gospel message uh, this evening uh, Lord, thank you uh, for your strength, uh, for your endurance. Lord, thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, I pray that you will guide us uh, in your word uh, this evening. And Lord, let us, let what's, what's being taught here this evening, let it be used uh, to help us in our spiritual walk and spiritual growth. Uh, Lord, let it bring understanding to any confusion that might be out there. Lord, let it uh, be used to honor you. And Lord, we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, my friends. So uh, we're going to obviously talk about Abraham and Isaac uh, this evening. And, and I'm going to read. I, I don't normally read uh, a, such a long passage, but I, I think it uh, in, in, uh, to bring better understanding, uh, I think it would be best to, to read Genesis 22 and uh, 1 through 18 or 19 and um, so if you'll bear indulge me and bear with me I think it's worth the time to read but before I do that though you know uh, I haven't been hiking in a long time you know I always like to I always enjoy it me and Brandy always say we're going to but we never seem to find the time to uh, to do it I know when I was younger dad took us a lot of different places I remember 
uh, hiking to the top of Stone Mountain. I remember that hike. I tell you what, it seemed like forever. I think it was everyone to get up there and it just slowly and just kept going and going. Uh, when I was in the Boy Scouts, we'd hike on the Appalachian Trail and see uh, uh, waterfalls and such. I don't know what's the highest I've ever hiked. I do like it on uh, Buffalo Mountain. Uh, when you um, hike to a certain point, you can look out and see all of, uh, just about all of Johnson City up there, you know. And uh, so, you know, when there's a lot of people who have climbed Mount Everest and have done incredible things. In fact, uh, Mark Anderson, the one I was telling you about to be praying for up in Illinois, um, he's climbed some very high places up in Colorado uh, in his ministry. He, he gets to travel a lot. And uh, he's, he's reached some pretty high peaks, you know. Well, my point is, you may think, well, why is he talking about hiking? You know, we want to hear God's word. Well, <laughs> there's, there's a reason why I'm going that direction. You know, um, we're right now, we're talking about the, the summit, if you will, of faith. Uh, when you talk about Abraham and his incredible faith, we talk about these incredible men of the gospel that, we're, that we have been discussing in God's word. Uh, we see that, that summit, that, that height. Uh, of that that they have reached uh, in uh, their walk with God and you know I don't know about you but you know for me uh, you know I've not reached that that level and so I'm kind of on the ground looking up and I think a lot of you are like me you know we we have that uh, we have these great men of the gospel uh, to uh, to look up to and uh, uh, to uh, uh, to encourage us in our own walk you know Abraham wasn't perfect and he messed up too we discussed that a little bit uh, 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 earlier, I think it was last this past uh, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday. I think we hit down on that a little bit. Some of the mistakes that he made, and we'll get into that here in just one second. But that's something we all have to work on uh, is our faith. Now, remember, faith is given to us. It's not something we do on our own. It's not something we create on our own. It's something we, you know, it's it's something that's given from God. But you know, just like we're reading here, you know, and we look at. Uh, uh, by, in verse 17, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, all right, or one could even say uh, tempted to offer up Isaac, and you know, we can look at uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and James 1, 13 through 14. We may look at those verses here in just a minute. But, um, uh, you know, he, uh, I can imagine what he went through when God called him. But he, let's go ahead. So we, in case there's somebody out there who, who is watching and may not know now, I will say this, there are those, if you want to look in your Bibles, so Genesis chapter 22, uh, we're starting verse 1, and I didn't do a slide for that because there's just too many verses and, and it's just been uh, more distraction, I think, than help. Uh, but um, when I've ran across people, uh, particularly on social media, uh, you know, I've debated a lot of people on social media, and uh, they use this uh, as an example of God being a bad person. Uh, that uh, that he would that God would dare to sacrifice to uh, have someone to sacrifice their own child like that, but you don't see that again anywhere in the Bible, and we you see that uh, that God didn't have him to go through with it either. You know they they might want to attribute uh, Abraham as some kind of crazy madman, uh, uh, you know the the uh, some uh, listen some voice or something that uh, was in his head, and they attribute to that. You know it's like that. Uh, uh, series uh, that was on TV um, uh, it was going through the Bible. I can't remember the name of it. it had that woman from uh, Touched by an Angel that did it. Man, I couldn't watch it. It was just some of the craziest, goofiest stuff I could ever see. And I remember me and Brady trying to watch it, and I was getting so upset and angry. I'm like, that's not how it happened. That's not what was said. That's not what was done. I was just getting so mad. And I, and I remember them showing Abraham, and it was just, it was insane. 
And I was sitting there thinking, I told Brandon, I said, why embellish when you could just sit there and follow God's word and, and, uh, and try to recreate what happened? And, and that is just as much as uh, incredible uh, as anything that man could, uh, could add to that or, or try to... Uh, uh, do for entertainment purposes, you know, and so of course you've seen the movies with Noah, and, and I never even watch it. I don't even waste my time. Somebody said they like rock creatures and stuff. I, I don't even waste my time with it. It just it's not worth it, and because uh, I get aggra aggravated and angry at how people want to uh, change God's word around, you know. But anyway, uh, listen, I want to look at uh, Genesis 22, and, uh, and and forgive me uh, for the length of the read, and um, but I uh, like I said, I do feel like it's it's a it's necessary uh, in the efforts and the understanding of uh, to not study. Um, again, it's Genesis 22, uh, verse 1. Uh, it said, After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I should tell you. Now, um, Here's the thing. You know, we have God's word to guide us. All right, I'm going to stop right there just for a second. We have God's word to guide us in our day-to-day -day affairs. And God literally, audibly, and verbally spoke to Abraham. All right? And he and he's talking to him. It's not like, he's not like, you know, it's not like some madman who said, well, I heard a voice and, uh, and God's word told me to start killing people. So, well, we know that's that's uh, the devil. That that is just wrong. All right. That is um, uh, it, it is uh, demonic. Is what that is. God's not going to have you do something that's in complete contradiction to His word. So see, that's the difference between Abraham and some madman on the street. All right. Because you know, obviously they didn't have the he didn't have God's word then. So God audibly spoke to him. Now that would be a great thing. I mean, I, you don't know the times that uh, when trying to make a decision or, or trying to have an understanding, it would be awesome if the heavens parted and I, audibly God said, Matt, here's exactly what I want you to do. That would be a wonderful thing. But that's why we have to pray for discernment. That's why we have to pray for understanding. That's why I was, I was talking about uh, Last Sunday, Dad's uh, message on discernment was uh, was awesome. You know, it really uh, ho uh, hopefully everybody got to hear that. It brought a lot of good understanding uh, to uh, uh, to that. That a lot of people have, you know, they, they have a hard time with that. You know, but uh, so there's a difference. You know, I want to make sure I point that out that God literally spoke to to Abraham. It wasn't just some voice in his head. He wasn't schizophrenic. Okay, that's that's the difference. All right, uh, let's see here. Um, uh, I stopped at verse 2, uh, I think it was, yeah. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again. Now, realize now where they're, where they're talking about, let's, let's, to kind of give some reference as, as to where they're at, this is probably about where Jeru Jerusalem would eventually be built. This is where Jesus Christ himself would be crucified. All right, so I kind of give you some context as to where they're at in all this. All right, um, let's see here. Uh, verse six, and Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and set it uh, in, 
offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of, so they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father. Isaac said to his father, I'm sorry, and he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. When they came to the place of which God had told them, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in, in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have withheld your son, your only son from me. Not withheld. I don't know if I said read that correctly. And Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his thorns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered up as burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place. The Lord will provide, as it said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this, and I have not withheld your son, your only son. I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in your offspring shall all nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they rose, went together to Beersheba, and Abraham lived at Beersheba. Now, you know, I um, I couldn't imagine, you know, you remember what we was talking about, that Abraham was uh, very old when Isaac was born. And, uh, uh, you know, him and Sarah, uh, you know, that was, you know, of course, he had Ishmael. In fact, he even talked to God about uh, Ishmael being uh, the one to, uh, to carry on, and then, of course, God told him no and, and of course we understand that uh, the lineage of Ishmael or our uh, enemies of, of Christians but um, uh, but you know Isaac was the one that would uh, go forth and and help um, uh, would continue the the lineage and uh, you know and God told him he would have a multitude you know through that line and, uh, and like I said before, you know, uh, when his name was Abram, that was high father, was a, or, or Abraham uh, was another name, you know, was uh, for multitude. But, um, you know, when you look at that, you know, that, that was their, you know, because it's through Hagar he had Ishmael, remember that. So it was only through him and Sarah that um, uh, they had Isaac. So when they were so old when they finally actually conceived and had a child, could you imagine uh what Abraham was going through you know you can only think about you know did I really hear God right I mean of course you know the Bible doesn't elaborate uh, but I can only assume that you know I'm sure he had to sit there question and maybe the whole time that he's taking Isaac he's thinking well you know did God really did I really understand him did I you know was her uh, you know maybe I miss miss you know understood what was said or maybe he's going to stop before he gets there but here's the thing. And we see this here in, in Hebrews, uh, uh, for, uh, Hebrews 19, uh, verse 19 of chapter 11. It uh, says that uh, he considered that God was able to even raise him from the dead. So the faith of Abraham, 
he felt that even though he may um, go through this, that he would even have to sacrifice his own son, uh, that uh, God would raise him from the dead. Here, before then, you know, we, we can read about how Jesus Christ rose from the dead. We read about how Lazarus rose from the dead. And, you know, we read different accounts how Jesus uh, did these things. But before then, uh, you know, this was, you know, obviously he'd never heard of that happening. But his faith was so great that he thought, well, if I, as long as I obey the Lord, that he may raise my son back from the dead. I mean, I took a, a, you know, an incredible uh, leap of faith, if you will, uh, to have that kind of understanding. But, you know, remember, you know, Abraham didn't just, you know, uh, pop up and, uh, and had this incredible uh, uh, level of faith. Uh, remember, you know, just, you know, when he, uh, you know, when he was originally left the land uh, that he was born in, uh, he, he took his father to take him to a certain point. When his father died, is when he actually uh, started journeying forth like he was supposed to. Uh, when he got to Egypt, he lied about uh, his wife, <laughs> said it was his sister. Pharaoh even got on his case about it. You know, and then, you, you know, he then not only did he do that once, but he did that twice, a lot about uh, his uh, wife being his sister uh, because he was worried about what would happen to him uh, and uh, being this sojourner in this land. And uh, so, you know, and then again, he, he lacked faith instead of waiting on God. That's when uh, he had uh, Ishmael with Hagar. You know, and so we see that, you know, it wasn't just like that he uh, always had this incredible level of faith. You know, it showed him messing up. And again, you know, that's one thing I, I think is, is, is fascinating uh, about God's Word, that it's not afraid uh, to, when we see these great men of faith, these heroes of the gospel, if you will, um, that it just, it's not, God's Word doesn't, uh, uh, is not afraid to show their shortcomings. And to me, uh, that helps us with uh, our walk as Christians as well because, you know, if all we saw was, wow, look at this, this great man of faith, uh, this great man Abraham and what he did and what he accomplished, and but it never ever said anything uh, about some of his shortcomings, you know, it would be hard pressed for us as Christians to feel that we can uh, uh, to live up to that level of faith uh, that Abraham had, or some of these other men of the gospel, of the Bible, we feel defeated before we even started. Because every time we messed up, be like, man, uh, what's the point? I could never be like this guy. But you know, God's word does talk about the, how these men messed up uh, along the way out with their walk with with God. And so, you know, that's why as Christians, uh, we don't need to get discouraged. We all mess up. We all fail. We all trip. We all, you know, every one of us. All right. I don't care who you are. I don't care how wonderful you think you are. <laughs> there's, there is, uh, there's nobody perfect. We everyone mess up, and you know, and I can't help but think that there are a lot of people out there that it keeps them from church because they think that, well, you know, there's no way I could be good enough. There's no way that, uh, you know, I, I tried to be a Christian, but I went back into the world. There's no way I'd come back. But here's the thing, you know, I love what Dad has said uh, in the past in regards to backsliding. It was that you had to be somewhere before you could backslide. And, uh, and it, I think, you know, when, when comments are made like that, particularly from a pastor, I think that helps offer encouragement. And I can see it in their eyes. So they're like, you know, I never thought about it like it. You know, you almost see a light bulb go off. I've seen it. I've been with him. I've seen these. I've seen the, the look on these people's faces like, wow, you know, and, and how that, that encouraged them and helped them. And, you know, and that is my goal as a pastor is to encourage you. 
whether you attend Fountain Life Bible Church, you're watching online, or, or whatever the case may be, I want to encourage you as Christians, don't give up. Keep fighting. Keep pushing forward. And you know, and, and pray every day that, the, that God will help increase your faith. Now, here's the thing about faith. Faith is like a muscle. And if you don't use it, you know, you, and when you're tested, you're not going to be able to, to fight back. And, you know, and, and if you work out, you understand what I'm talking about. You know, my you know, dad, uh, I remember when he was into weightlifting big time, and my mom had to make him shirts. I mean, it's no lie. I mean, his arms were that big, they had to, uh, she had to make him shirts. And I love working out. And, uh, in fact, uh, I think that uh, God really um, humbled me because I think that I got to the point where I was, I was in my, my working out was taking precedence uh, over my walk with God. And see, you know, God is a jealous God. And I think that's one of the reasons why that was kind of taken from me because I, I enjoyed it too much. And so I, um, and when you when you tear muscle, it builds back and it builds back bigger, but you have to keep tearing it. And, and so, and, you know, when you, um, uh, with our faith, uh, you know, it's like a muscle. We have to, to have to use it. We have to uh, uh, be put through those trials sometimes. That's why I read that opening scripture. Sometimes we have to put through those uh, those different trials that uh, we may have to face. And there's that testing of our faith. All right, when we put through those fiery trials, you know, and it's in you know, it's God doesn't tempt us. Remember that. All right, God does not tempt us. Uh, we can look at um, uh, we we'll look at the testing of our faith. Uh, we can look at um, uh, let's see here. I think it's hold on here. Let me make sure I tell you right before I tell you. Hold on here. Um, hold on, hold on here. Let me make sure I'm telling you right here. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Now, First Corinthians ten thirteen. No temptation is overtaking you. That is common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, He will provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So, you know, that's like, you know, we look at um, Abraham and Isaac here. Uh, here, God had, was testing his faith, and Abraham did exactly as he was told, uh, with even the faith that uh, the God may even raise from the dead. But what did God do? He even provided that ram for that sacrifice. So, you know, we have that, that way of escape that, you know, there's, there's no, no matter what we're put under, no matter the pressure we're put under, always remember, that God will allow that way of escape. Now it may not be um, when you're you're being tempted. Sometimes that way of escape may not be as clearly evident uh, as you would like. Sometimes, but that's because the flesh wars against the spirit, and so your desires, sometimes your lust or whatever it may be, may uh, uh, override, and you're not thinking clearly. But here's the thing: we have to walk closely with the Lord. And so when those temptations hit, there's, there, there is where your battle starts. As soon as it starts, that's when you need to start fighting. You don't need to keep pondering on something. You don't need to let it fester. You don't need to let it build. You don't need to let it keep growing. As soon as you start feeling that temptation, or as soon as you start feeling that pull to something you know you shouldn't do or that you shouldn't think on, that's when you immediately say, God, forgive me, help me, give me the strength, start quoting scripture, start fighting back, redirect, and start focusing on the Lord, focusing on something else, and get the heck away from it. If you've got a, um, a problem with looking at things on the computer, you shouldn't, 
then maybe you need to get an accountability partner. Maybe you need to get somebody that um, that you can help put parental guides, uh, guards on there that only they have the passwords to to help limit uh, your access to, to things you shouldn't be looking at uh, because a lot of people have to have computers for their jobs, particularly with this COVID situation. Uh, they have to have uh, computers, and uh, the temptation um, to, to look at something you shouldn't may be pretty strong. So maybe you need to have that accountability. You know, I'm just throwing that out there. Whatever it may be, there's a lot of people who find addiction, and addiction could be in many levels. It doesn't necessarily always have to be alcohol. It doesn't always have to be drugs. It can be exercise. It can be um, eating, you know, <laughs> everybody's got to eat, uh, you know, it can be a lot of different things. And so we have to be careful about it. We have to be mindful for that. And, um, that's why we have to be praying about those things. So, uh, remember to keep that in mind that, uh, uh we have to have that, uh, uh, uh that temptation at bay, if you will. But, uh, remember, God's not going to put on anything on him what you can bear. You know, he knows your limitations. And remember, God does not tempt you, all right? Remember that. God is not the, not the tempter here. And um, now God may allow circumstances to take place, and we, we're going to face trials, we're going to face these things. But we can't blame God when we go through that. If we go through it and we fail and we mess up, we can't blame God. We can blame ourselves for giving in to those kind of situations. But um, uh, I'm trying to think here. Something I was wanting to hit on here real quick. My mind's went blank on me. But anyway... Uh, let's go ahead and go uh, push forward through here. But, you know, I was uh, there was a story that I was reading, you know, that uh, there were some kids that uh, uh, they've been hearing stories about the Old Testament and, and hearing stories about sacrifice. And uh, they were, um, uh, had like little toys from Noah's Ark. And so they wanted to, to, to sacrifice one of the animals. And that uh, they found one, uh, that uh, was broke, so they thought they would offer that up as their as their sacrifice. You know, that's not really giving anything up because it was already broken. It was worthless. And the point is, what's sad is, uh, there's a lot of people like that. They're not willing to give up what is most precious to them. And uh, and I want to dive in just a little bit more into that here in just a few minutes. But um, but there's a lot of people that out there that. Uh, uh, are not willing to give up their jobs or maybe their relationships or not giving up those things for the sake of the call of Jesus Christ to do what is necessary in God's eyes. You know, uh, I, I know this past Wednesday I was discussing John Bunyan and, uh, you know, here he uh, was arrested for trying to preach the gospel. And, uh, of course, I explained how it was, you know, he didn't have the state sanctioned license and wasn't doing what he was told. But see, you know, what you'll realize, he had a blind daughter. And he had a lot at stake, and he's having to give up a whole lot uh, for the sake of his family, but he, he's hung in there to do uh, what he thought was right in the eyes of God. And uh, there was another story I was reading about uh, a minister who was at a church and, and had a, an excellent past, but it wasn't going anywhere. And he could, have had, he could have had an opportunity to go to any other church that he ever wanted to, but he, he knew the Lord wanted him to stay there. You know, there are certain things in our lives that uh, maybe doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, uh, you know we can uh, be called to do something or, or, you know, and God can be asking us to. You know, that's one thing with faith. I get, you know, I'll, I'll get it out here in a second. When it comes to faith, you know, that's one thing I was talking about was that, you know, if you know every step of something, if, if everything is mapped out and planned, that doesn't take faith. If you know exactly where 
point A goes to point B to point C and everything's just, you know, anybody can do that. It doesn't take faith to do that. But when you are called to do something and go to the unknown, that's when it can be scary. And when God's calling you to do something, you've got to do it. But here's the thing, you know, there's a lot of people out there that uh, they value their relationships or they value their jobs above their walk with Christ. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine from high school today, and he was talking about, uh, uh, you know, he's worried about the future of the church he's pastoring at, and uh, talking about the lack of attendance, and uh, we was talking about a lot of churches are, are dealing with that, particularly this whole COVID deal. I, I told Brandon today, I think a lot of people are using it as an excuse not to go to church. I mean, it's easy, you know, uh, getting into the habit of uh, sitting around the house all day and uh, or sitting around watching on live, not putting anybody down watching live, or otherwise I won't be able to have service. You know, <laughs> so don't don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make you trying to put you down for for watching online by no stretch of imagination. But be careful that uh, even though they're they're like our church trying to meet physically on Sunday mornings, that you don't allow your your laziness to override uh, your uh, responsibility to attend church. And uh, so you know we have to. Um, uh, work on our, our our faith. We have to work on our walk with Christ. We have to work on those things each and every day. All right. We we are we are called. We are set apart from the rest of the world. And it's sad to know there's a lot of Christians out there. You can't tell the difference between Christians and those in the world. They have compromised so much with the with the world. You can't tell the difference. It's so sad to see these sinker sensitive churches. That's why that's one thing my friends talking about this morning. The amount of churches out there that all they want to do is sugarcoat everything, preach little warm fun service uh, sermons, uh, peace and prosperity, and everybody's happy and everybody feels good and they go home. And you know I know I've said this a lot. And uh, but there's a lot of truth. I want to preach the whole gospel. That's one thing me and Dad's talking about uh, here the other day. I want to preach the whole gospel. And if it offends you, great. Uh, and it, and if it makes you think, great. That's the point. Uh, as a pastor in particular, I want to make you think. I want to make you understand you are in need of a Savior. You are in need of salvation. You are in need of Jesus Christ. That, that your justifying sin, well, it's not as bad as this, or it's not as bad as that. Sin is abhorrent in God's eyes. All right? If you don't accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you're going to spend an eternity in hell. So that's, you know, if you're sitting there compromising sin, making light of sin, and justifying these things, and not made a profession of faith, and thinking your good works will get you into heaven, you are sorely mistaken. So you better... Get your head out of the proverbial sand. I about messed up says something else, but uh, out of the sand and, uh, uh, and really think and reevaluate where you're at spiritually. Quit condoning these things that are going on in the world, trying to be Mr. Politically Correct or, or uh, you know, whatever it may be, Mr. Tolerant there or Miss Tolerant or whatever, uh, and start standing. We are called to be that light in this world of darkness, to be that salt of the earth. And, um, you know, when God's testing our faith, he's not trying to set us up to fail. He's trying to, to build us, to make us stronger. Just like Dad's illustration this morning, being uh, pushing the eaglet uh, out of the nest or, and swooping down and, and, and getting the, the bird that learns how to fly on its own. And I, while he was talking, I was sitting there thinking, well, my mom must be an eagle because she's all the time pushing me out of buggies or cars or... <laughs> I'm just teasing. I did fly with a buggy once, but I don't think she pushed me trying to teach me to fly, but you never know. So, 
<laughs> but uh, uh, but anyway, um, but you can look at uh, when we look at it, uh, not to make us fail, and 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 that faith is trying to help us to grow. Uh, we can see that uh, the Isaac sacrifice was not the first test uh, that Abraham had to go through. And that's what I was talking about was uh, uh, the different things that he went through that. Uh, uh, that he failed at, really, you know, and prior to that, um, let's see here, I want to look at something real quick here, I think it was, uh, I was saying that, hold on here, let's see, yeah, um, that's not like our opening verse, uh, in 1 Peter 4, 12 through 13, uh, we was reading about, talking about the testing of our faith, and that's why I just wanted to read that again, just real quick, uh, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trials when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when the glory is revealed. So we may not understand uh, that testing of our faith as we're going through it. We may not understand uh, those things uh, as we're, we're dealing going through those things, but uh, when we come through that, we may look back and be, wow, you know, I uh, understand, you know, I didn't understand the time, but I'm glad I went through it. You know, there's a lot of things in my life that I didn't understand at the time. But I praise God now that I'm uh, on this side of it. I can see now that it made me stronger as a Christian. It made me stronger spiritually. And it was no fun at the time. But it was a necessary um, evil, if you will, uh, in order to get me uh, to where I needed to be. Um, remember Abraham, he obeyed God without any argument you know he could have sat there and said why god that's that's my son and uh you just gave him to me and he could have sat there and threw a fit but he didn't he without argument he took his son and uh and took him uh, uh to sacrifice him but here's the thing you know we look at uh, you know verse 19 says he considered that god was able to even raise him from the dead from which figuratively speaking he did receive him back so we see that you know because he had every intention of, uh, of sacrificing Isaac, but was stopped, and of course the ram was in the thicket uh, to take his place. So figuratively, he did die, come back, and is pointing towards uh, what God did by sending His only Son, who did have to die for our sins and did raise again on the third day. We see this, you know, that that, that look, that foreshadowing, if you will, of of what God did uh, personally. He didn't ask Abraham to do something that he wasn't willing or was was going to do. Uh, in the future, and um, you know, we remember God's word doesn't contradict. It does not contradict at all. You know, God does say one thing and then do another. You know, and I hate it when somebody says, "Well, the Bible's full of contradictions." Well, show them to me. Where are they at? You know, and they they'll make up some scripture that's pulled completely out of context, and you try to correct them, and that drives me insane. And then when you try to correct them, oh, well, that's your interpretation. You're just twisting God's word. I'm like, what do you think you're doing? You know, <laughs> it drives me insane. You know, it's just so hard to to just, you know, just want to just, anyway. <laughs> so many people get so brave behind the keyboard, you know, and it just, anyway. <laughs> so, um, but Abraham, he did. He surrendered to God, and that was um, uh, what was really most precious to him. And you got, you know, that's one thing, you know, we have to think about our, you know, a little bit. Are you willing to sacrifice what is most precious to you? You know, I, uh, until, I didn't really probably fully understand how much my dad loved me till I had kids. And now I have a, a very clear understanding. He used to tell me all the time, well, you'll understand one day when you have kids. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, and, uh, 
Uh, and so I do. You know, I, you know, I don't know how many times growing up I was thinking, why is he so worried? Why is he so tore up? Why can't I go here? Why can't I do this? And, you know, why is he uh, calling me all the time? You know, and uh, what no where I'm at. And uh, now I get a good, healthy dose of that. All right. And uh, so every time my daughter leaves the house, I'm like, where are you going? What are you doing? What time are you going to be back? And just when I think she's going to get home, well, Daddy, I want to spend just a few more minutes. Is that okay? And I'm like, you know, it's like, yeah. I'm always praying, Lord, give me discernment. Know when to say yes, when to say no, when to, you know, because I don't have a clue what I'm doing. <laughs> so, you know, and uh, uh, you know, my son, I worry about him. I don't get to see him a whole lot and uh, proud of him, uh, the way he's working, what he's doing. And I'm proud of both my kids, you know. But, um, you know, we have to ask ourselves, you know, Abraham was willing to give up what was most precious to him. You know, are we willing to give up what's, what's most precious to us? You know, I pray that my kids will outlive me. I pray that they'll live to their 90s or till Christ returns. You know, I, I pray for, you know, success in their lives, all that stuff. I pray on dearly that every day I pray that God will let them go far and do much, do great things for the kingdom of God. And my biggest nightmare is that something was to happen. And, you know, I have to ask myself, you know, uh, if God heaven forbid God was to call them home, would I... Uh, curse God? Would I, you know, turn my back on God, or will I realize that you know God has took them to a better place, and I will see them again, and I will continue to be strong in the Lord? You know, it's like me and my dad. Y'all know we're very, very close, and I don't like thinking about something happening to him. You know, and he he says, "Son, you might as well face it that I'm getting older." <laughs> you know, and I'm like, "I know, I know. I don't want to think about it." You know. And um, it's upsetting now. It really is. It, it, to think about it just kills me. But I know that God will give me the strength I need when I need it. Right now, I don't need it. You know, it just goes back to that Corey Tim Boom uh, when she wanted the uh, the tickets for the for the train, and uh, she didn't need it earlier. She only needed it when she boarded the train. God will give me the strength, whether it's my dad or, you know, ever forbid. Anybody close to me, I don't want to think about it. My dad, mom, kids, wife, I don't want to think about it, all right? Heaven forbid that was to happen. But I would like to think that that is most precious to me, that I would continue the faith, I would continue to walk closely with the Lord, that He will give me a strength, that He will give me a peace that can only come from Him. And I trusted that. I have faith in that, that God will give me that strength. Right now, to think about it, I get tore up. You know, I, I, will, uh, I will cry. I get upset. I don't want you know. But I know that when that time comes, so we need to ask yourself, that which is most precious to you, are you willing to give to God? Or are you like those kids with Noah's Ark and willing to only give up the broken things that are of no significance that you'd be thrown away anyway? You know, we have to make sure, you know, remember what God's Word says, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. You know, we have to make sure that we love God above anything else in this world. Whether it's my dad, my kids, my wife, and what, or my mother, or you know, and uh, you know, of course, it's easy with mother-in-law. But <laughs> I'm just joking. But you know, it is. Um, uh, I have to make sure that my love for God is outweighs anything else in this world, and um, that can be difficult for a lot of people. And there's hey, there's people out there who been lonely for a long time and they prayed and prayed and they finally got somebody and and they, they you know and then if God calls them to do something well they're they're too preoccupied with that man or that woman uh, to hear or heed the call 
And you have to be careful even in the ministry. You know, you could be so focused now on the drive to share the gospel that that could be so you could be so um, uh, focused on that that it could get in the way of your right relationship with with God. You know, you because you you're constantly on that drive trying to share the gospel, get the word out, do this. You know, and uh, we you know even as a pastor we have to be careful about that. Do we make sure we're uh, we're, we're we're balancing things out? Do we make sure that nothing affects that walk that that drive uh, with Christ? And there was, uh, in, in regards to that, I was reading a story, uh, make sure I get it right, uh, it's from September 1930, all right, and it's from Moody Monthly, and it's about an Arthur and Ethel Tiley, and they were um, ministering to the, uh, now forgive me if I don't enunciate this correctly, the Nambiquara Indians in Brazil, like I said, I if I butchered that, I apologize. But anyway, the point is, uh, they were missionaries, and uh, they were trying to uh, minister to these these Indians there. Well, there were some government officials, the, these linemen who were trying to put in these telegraph um, lines uh, where this area was at, where they were very suspicious of outsiders. For whatever reason, it set them off. And they attacked the very missionaries because they were easy pickings, and uh, they opened their their doors uh, to uh, uh, to these Indians, and they they slaughtered a bunch of them. Well, this uh, the the Tileys, uh, Ethel and Arthur. Not only did they kill her husband, her child. She was brutally uh, wounded. I mean, she recovered from that. But here's a thing that I found very fascinating uh, in this story. She said that um, when she came out of the darkness of unconsciousness and realized that her child was dead and her husband was dead, she still praised God because she knew that he had a purpose and a reason and that uh, he was sovereign and in control. And that, um, that she knew that uh, they were uh, at a better place, that they were, uh, she knew exactly where they were at. Of course, I'm paraphrasing. And she wrote a letter and it went into far more detail than what I'm saying here, but I just wanted to, uh, to get the main point out here uh, is that she didn't blame God. In fact, her faith was all the more increased and praised God uh, for His mercy and His grace. And I thought, wow, that is incredible. I mean, I could not imagine to have that kind of enduring faith that uh, some that people so close to me uh, could be murdered in such a way that I would still give praises to God. I hope and pray uh, that I would always have that kind of faith. And that is my encouragement to you this evening, that um, there's a lot of things you may hold precious in your life, but just as Abraham's faith was tested, and uh, he had to sacrifice what was most precious to him, are you willing to sacrifice what is most precious to you? We need to make sure we love the Lord thy God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our being. And make sure that we love him far more than anything and anyone on this earth. So that uh, the testing of our faith will be increased. That the testing of our faith will make us stronger. The testing of our faith will keep us uh, close to God. And so even though the tragedies of this life uh, are hard to endure, first thing we need to do is not blame God, but run to God. Be closer to God, to draw close to him that our strength will be made full. You know, if you try to handle these, these tragedies uh, on your own, you will fall. You will fail. 
But if you put your hand in the nail-scarred hand, go running to the Heavenly Father, guess what? He's going to hold you. He's going to strengthen you. And He's going to encourage you and get you through the most difficult of times. That faith, that enduring faith in which Abraham himself uh, put him, uh, went through, that we may never understand. You know, to audibly hear God to say, take your, your only son and sacrifice him. You know, that uh, I couldn't imagine. Uh, I love my son so much, I just could not imagine. But, uh, but for Abraham, without argument, went and did exactly as he was told. Pray for that discernment. What is God trying to tell you? What are you trying to, maybe you're doing something in your life that you're putting in the way of your faith or the way of your walk with Christ. Make sure that you're putting Jesus first in all things, in all areas of your life. My friends, the time is drawing near. We're getting closer. I have I feel with all confidence it could be any moment, any second, we could be raptured out of here. I hope you're prepared and I hope you're ready. And you may be going through trials and tribulations that you you have no idea how you're going to get through it. But you just keep your eyes focused on the Lord. He'll give you the strength. Not your strength, but his strength will get you through any and all situations. Let's have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much uh, for this wonderful and beautiful day that you blessed us with. And Lord, help us to find that strength. Help us to keep our eyes focused on you. Lord, it's not strength that we can produce, but it is your strength, your faith, your ability to instill in us the good things of you. That no matter what we go through, just like the Tylee family we were just, talking, just uh, reading about in, uh, that, um, uh, in Brazil, uh, Lord, that uh, even through, despite that tragedy, she still was focused on you and giving glory and praise to you. Let us be able to continue to praise you even through the worst of times. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, God, and watch over, protect us this day and this week. Lord, let us glorify you in thought, word, and deed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this evening. Hope everybody has a great week. And don't forget, if you have the time and able to, tune in each morning at 6.15 as we do our live daily devotionals. We'll meet again, Lord willing, online this Wednesday at 7 o'clock, Sunday morning at 118 Julie Lane. Dr. Vicky will be bringing the morning message. And so hope everybody has a great day today, a blessed day, and thanks for watching. Have a good night.